Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the Almighty Be Live, the Money Man Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast is a sports podcast that's by the fans for the fans. Talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. You know what time it is. It is time once again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. Now, I know when you first clicked that button, you was like, wait a minute, what happened to the old theme song? Well, as you know, we grow, we evolve, and we do things to keep up with the times. But nevertheless, you still get three bros talking sports just the way you like it. And of course, you know I can't do this by myself. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world introducing. Well, well, before we do that, fellas, let's wave. We hadn't waved at him in a while. Yeah, there we go. Got to get a wave on. If you can see us on YouTube, we are waving, waving at you, waving at you, baby. All right. With that being said, I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Every single week is something new, something different, something crazy. And we're going to bring it to you. And then we're going to have the other guys part of the program, you know, a little balance. Um, and I don't know what he's doing. He, I can see something that he's doing off, um, off screen, but, um, yeah, this is, I guess this is how we're going to start things there guys. So I'm going to introduce that other guy on the, on the show. Um, all right. Speaking into your screen in HD 1080, if you will, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, Live on location in the beautiful state of South Carolina, by way of Myrtle Beach, the money man, Scotty D. I believe I can fly. Wow. I believe I can touch the sky. Oh, no. Think about it every night and day. Are we allowed to Spread sing that song my wings now? and fly away. Oh, I man, I saw, the, I saw the new Space Jam. I didn't see the old, uh, so that, I, I don't know what song I got going on the new Space Jam. So I, I'm in I'm in a, in a Space Jam-y kind of mood here today. Um, and let me, look, I'm in the Space Jam type of mood as well because I just recently saw it. And look, I'm going to go ahead and say this for the people out there. This, this, uh, calm, calm down. Like my, um, I'm going to steal this from um, Eddie Koo. Tranquilo. It's for kids. Hey, LeBron James, you know what? I, I'm not a LeBron James hater. As some people may think I am. I respect his game. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's not the greatest of all time. But when you see, when you see him put that movie together, he wears the number 23 for a reason. He emulates Michael Jordan. He wants to be like Michael Jordan. This, the movie is it, his legacy. It's a new legacy. It's a bad yeah. one. Because he's wearing number six. <laughs> He's wearing number six in the movie, and he's wearing number six next year with the Lakers. But yeah, this is a kids yeah, movie, he knows, he knows and, and it's and it's it's a kids movie, and it was terrible. I mean, just because <laughs> it was a kids movie doesn't make it good. It was terrible, and it's not terrible just because of LeBron. I mean, LeBron is yeah, he is what he is. He, he's a basketball player. I mean, you don't you're not expecting to be getting an Academy Award for this movie, but the movie itself is just absolutely atrocious. There Don you have it, Don Cheadle. Just wrong. No, he was good. He was good in it, though. That dude's good. He's good in everything. That dude's fantastic. But this was just a just a bad movie. 
Yeah, Don, yeah. Don Cheadle is one of those guys that does everything. Like he does nothing wrong. Like, hey, hey, Don Cheadle, uh, we want you to play the role of Eddie Cool from the Sports Bros podcast. And see, he can't mess it up. But there's only one Eddie Cool <laughs> of the Sports Bros podcast. <laughs> only one me. As it would my. take it would take a lot. It would take a lot of makeup um, to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For John Don Tito to get that forehead if he's gonna be Eddie Cool in the movie. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we starting off hot already. Listen <laughs> to Denzel Washington here. Right? The, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, my you man, know. you shouldn't you shouldn't say those things about me, my man. You just shouldn't do that. But uh, but enough of my horrible Denzel uh, Washington impersonation and B Live's old tired played out Eddie Cool big forehead jokes. Let's move into <laughs> <laughs> some stuff with some relevance. All right, the NBA Finals. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The series is three two, and the Milwaukee Bucks lead. They have won three straight, and the Suns are trending downward. And Game Six is. Tonight, of course, you know today is Tuesday because you know why we say it's tonight. But anyways, um, the question I pose to you, sports brizzos, um, is it over and done with for the Suns? Is there any coming back or is it just – or is this it? What do you think, Scotty D? Well, I, I, do, I don't think it's over with, but I, I, I kind of do. I mean, I, and I say that meaning that I, I won't be surprised if Phoenix digs down and, and wins a game and forces a game seven. But do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. I don't. I think Milwaukee has asserted themselves as the better team. And a lot of that has to do with not just Giannis, who's playing out of his mind fantastic right now, but uh, his his two and three guys, you know, Middleton and Drew Holiday. Those guys... You know, I, I've cited them in the past and criticized them for being inconsistent, and they've been consistently good in this playoffs. And I think Giannis is a better NBA player overall now than he was three weeks ago. I feel like he's actually getting better in in this in these playoffs and in this final. And if you think about it, guys, uh, you know, Phoenix won the first two games, then slid off three games. But Giannis in game one was coming off of inactivity and a, and a really bad leg injury that we didn't even know if he'd be playing in, in these finals. I think at this point, Milwaukee has gone in there, weathered the storm of the they, they went through the, the most difficult part. And that was going back on the road in game five down big and they came back. And then whenever Phoenix, you know, they they'd seen down and out, they fought back. And when they had a chance, Drew Holiday stepped up, made up what I think is probably going to be considered the signature play of this series when he steals the ball from Booker. And then when I think he's rush into the corner to slow things down, wait to take a foul and make his free throws. His giant stone says, nah, I'm throwing this thing up to Giannis and on an alley-oop. And that was fantastic. And I jumped up off the bed and was yelling when that happened. And I think that's, that's going to be like their, you know, moment like where LeBron had the block against Golden State a few years ago. And, you know, diff different times to the years, you know, there's, there's moments that you remember from championship runs. I think that's the one. And I think that's, I, I, at this point, I think Milwaukee knows they're so close to it that they're just going to step on the gas. What, what say you, B-Live? Um, oh, where, oh, where has Chris Paul gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? Chris Paul was the biggest catalyst that drove Phoenix to these finals, and he has literally disappeared almost to the tune of where he's a liability. 
facility mm. when he's on the court. Like he, Mm-mm. like it's one Turn of those things where, yeah, it's 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 it's. It's so unfortunate because I it's one of those things where I was I was rooting for him. I really was rooting for him. Then he went up two nothing. I was like, this is finally Chris Paul's time. Even though he didn't do well in game one or game two. I mean, he, game one he was good. Game two he did he did all right. Game three, four, and five. I don't know where he, he's. Is it has not been pretty. And I think Milwaukee made that adjustment because they they did not adjust in game one or game two for Chris Paul. They let Chris Paul just do whatever he wanted to. And then you saw the switch. You saw the change. You saw the crowd. And, and then you, um, literally they, they started, they made the adjustments that they needed, and they haven't stopped since. And so it, it ends up being, and now, like I said, that three-headed monster with Giannis, um, Drew Holiday, and Mr. $190 million man, Chris Milton, he's earning every cent right now. And so it's just like I, I knew game five was going to be pivotal. And like I just, I just saw, I just saw the pendulum swing, and we're at this point now. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks and six, that was exactly what they were chanting. I'm after Game Four, and it's looking very, very true. Suns was they was riding that hot Suns and four little chant they had, and you know, fans beating up other fans, and yeah, that it was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but. Do you think Chris Paul is struggling because of the defense that he's facing with Holiday, or do you think maybe he's just kind of running out of gas? Because this has been kind of a short season and, and an unusual season. Maybe he's hurt and we don't know it yet. We'll find out, you know, in a in a week or two that something's wrong. I don't know. Or do you just think it's just great defensive play that's that's bothering him? I well, if you yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. cool. My bad, my bad. You you here? You here too? I'm just yeah. cold. I mean, I'm here too. Yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> well, if you. <laughs> well, if you ask me, I think it's a combination of both. It's just um, with uh, Chris Paul playing real hard, you know, during the previous series, like you said, Scotty, after 16 years, you know, that, that that old engine don't run like it used to. So he just may be running out of gas. And then with the Bucks ability to adjust on defense, they're coming at him different. So uh, what is it? Game was it, um, not game five, but was it game four? He had 10 points, right? Yeah, yeah they, I think they were late too. I think he had like two at halftime. Yeah, or something. yeah, they, they they were ten points and like a crucial play that I think the Suns had it won, but the crucial play that he made was he was like the, the closing seconds of the game. He going down court, crossing people up, trying to be cute, <coughs> turns the ball over. Yeah, and then that looks very identical the next um, the next night with uh, Devin Booker down there trying to be cute, get stuck in the paint. You got three bucks swarming him in the paint. He can't kick the ball out. And then that's what happens when Drew Holiday steal the ball and lobbed it to Gianna. So um, it might be uh, <laughs> he might be running out of gas. What say you be live? Um, I, I I agree. The adjustment that Milwaukee's made combined with the, just the wear and tear and the toll. I honestly, I'm going to attribute it more to Milwaukee's adjustment because it's, it's again, at the end of the day, these are professional athletes. And you you got to dig deep. I don't care. I don't care what you've been going through. This is it. You lay it all on the table. And if, especially if you're Chris Paul, I just shoot. You gotta have you gotta have an extra engine. You gotta um you gotta have some of that Michael secret um secret juice. <laughs> to make, yeah. <laughs> so but d- I mean, d- he also didn't he he missed a couple games early in the in the postseason too. Uh, where he, 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 was he hurt, he, correct? Um, it was the Western Conference Finals. He mm-hmm. missed the first two games because of COVID. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. That's what it was because then, of COVID. So he had a couple extra days, uh, you know, to get legs under him. I don't think he's running out of gas as much. So I just think it's good defense that's messing with him more more than anything. Like I said, unless we find out later that he has like a a, a strain or sprain or something that we we weren't, you know, we're not being made aware of. Uh, I, I just think I just think that Milwaukee just I, I feel like they want it more and they're more ready for this moment. I I, I think overall that they just. They're seizing this opportunity more than anything. I, see, here's the thing. I, I disagree with that. I think Phoenix wants it, but Milwaukee's more talented. I just really yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I'm yeah, okay I think Milwaukee's that. more yeah, I think Milwaukee's just more talented. And because Giannis at this is, point, you're right. Be like, I mean, because right now they're getting scoring from Booker and they're not getting much past that. Right. And and, and, and Milwaukee is. So yeah, go and ahead. Giannis, there was a there was a comment that was made um during um during um I think it was game four or whatever, where in the past and past postseasons, Giannis was trying to be cute. He was trying to be um distributor, shooting three pointers and everything, doing all this other stuff. This is the Giannis that we need right here, right now, where put me in the paint, Euro step, every one of his baskets are from five feet. Yeah. And and there's nobody there's, no, there's nobody that can stop him. There's nobody on that floor that can stop him. Um, and so it's just, yeah. I, and he knows it. I, and so the, I'm just, that's one thing I am glad about. Giannis is really showing everybody that he is very tough to be stopped. Two-time MVP, most likely going to be the NBA Finals MVP, the way it looks. It's just, yeah. The Greek freak, Bucks and six. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the scary thing about Giannis is, like I said, I think he's improving right now. Mm -hmm. Just saying, I, he still has a lot of room to improve as a shooter, as a free throw shooter. I mean, he's getting better and better. I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. He, I, he's, he's not, you know, I think at some point we're going to look back and say, man, he was still on the rise, still learning the game, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, I mean, with two MVPs and seeming, now we are putting the car, you know, in front of the horse just a little bit because they're still a game six to play, but I, I still think that, you know, Milwaukee's got, they got their foot on their throats and I don't think they're going to let up at this point. Yeah. That, that alley-oop was uh, symbolic. I'm like, Oh, well, uh, like you said, we'll, we'll remember this one for years down the road. So uh, yeah, fellas, let's get, let's get ready for game six. And speaking of getting ready, I don't think these guys are ready at all. Lenny, and I don't know what in the hell is going on with team USA basketball. All right, so here we go. We got Bradley Bill. He's going to miss Tokyo for health and safety reasons. Understand that. Um, they were trying out Kevin Love, but he said, ah, I'm just going to go ahead and withdraw. And um, recently, the USA lost to Australia and Nigeria, and they finally got a win. Who did, They beat Spain, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yes, they beat Spain. Fellas, what in all the blue hell is going on with Team USA basketball? Be loud. Like, what happened? What's going on? All right. Um, the two two different things are happening right now. A, they're putting together a makeshift team that's never really played together before. That that's that's the one thing, and you got to have some type of chemistry and continuity. These two points I'm going to make are one and the same, pretty much. They got to have chemistry and continuity, but their top players on their team, on the on the USA team, ISO, 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 another ISO player. Another ISO. So I was, I, I think I, I, I was watching the highlights and just um, bits and pieces from the games. I haven't been able to see the games in their entirety. I'm a busy man. I, I keep it moving. 
and there's been no movement. Like one person has the ball, the other four players are standing around waiting for that one player to do his little ISO thing. ISO this, ISO that, because they haven't drawn up any plays because they haven't played together. These teams, not okay. And the thing about it is, these teams um, from other countries and everything, they've been taught fundamentally different. Everything is team ball. So you can see, even though like you have some NBA players that play for um, these other countries and everything, they, they play team ball. They're not, it, it's not built on superstars. They play a team game. And that uh, that is found its way to be um, formidable when um, USA goes in there. And especially this year when it's a makeshift team where like, I mean, literally like they, I think they've already um, replaced like five or six players from the team. Like the, um, I could, I had to um, look up, look up um, one of the guys that just replaced Keldon Johnson. He plays for the Spurs. Does anybody know who he is? I know nothing about him. Other than him, other than him playing for the Spurs. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I just, I, I had to look him up because I was like, who is him? He made, he made, because um they did win against Spain, so they 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 ended their um losing streak. So there's there's a good sign there. Uh, Ricky Rubio signing for Spain and Mark Gasol. I was like, okay, I I ain't heard of Ricky Rubio in a while. But uh, again, we shall see. But r- literally, what it is is that they don't know how to play team ball. And Olympics playing against other countries, you got to know how to play team ball. You got to have some movement off the ball, set screens. Some passing, some help. It can't be just ISO. That's that's what I see. Scotty D, yeah. wait, wait, I mean, you caught anything? You got anything? No, I mean, I re- I haven't watched any of this yet, but I mean, you're talking about a group of guys here who just shut it down for the season. Many of them did, and now trying to ramp it back up and trying to beat some of these other professional basketball players with like three days practicing. You know, that's all they had, I think, before they lost to Nigeria. And I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as just flipping on the switch whenever they're playing for something more meaningful. But I do think right now they're not, they're probably just not that invested in it. They're not that serious. They're not, they're not gelling. Maybe when they get over to Japan, which I think they are already heading that way, if I'm not mistaken, because I saw that Zach Levine's not going as of yet because of uh, this COVID protocol stuff. But maybe when they get there and they, you know, they're, they're, they're in the Olympic village and they, they, are starting to realize the gravity of the situation, they can step up and take it a little bit more serious. But I just don't, I don't know that that's going to be the case because these aren't, you know, many of them aren't our best players in the world. There are some, but you know, you don't have a LeBron and Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul guys who've done this many times before. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how this, how this shakes out for them because it, it is, it's just like you said, be like, it's just a team thrown together, but We'll see, man. We'll see. We you would still think we had the talent to, to do it, but the rest of the world has been catching up for years, which is why the NBA is now more of an international game than ever. But uh, we'll we'll see. Whenever whenever it's it, it's actually the games mean something. We'll see if, if they have what it takes to step it up. I think that's what it is, as you mentioned, Scotty D. The world has caught up to the um, to America and the NBA, and um, yeah, the worst thing you could do in the worst of Ric Flair is play catch up ball. Y'all play catch up ball. So, uh, we sh- yeah, so we shall see once play begins. The British Open was this weekend, fellas, and guess who won it? No, not Tony Fee now. No, we got it wrong with Roy <laughs> McIlroy. I don't know. I don't even know where he finished. Um, Colin Morikawa. Yes, remember him? Colin Morikawa. Um, 
he wins the British Open and he joins Tiger Woods as the second player to win the Open and the PGA Championship before age 25. Uh, I'm like, be live. Well, I was growing up, it was called the British Open, so I'm gonna call it the British Open. So, uh, fellas, Colin Morikawa does it again, Scotty D. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see much of this because uh, I am at the beach here and with my family, and that you know, the this is the hardest of the majors to to watch because it's on a different time than us. You know, these guys are are playing in the wee hours of the morning when most of us are not up and at them yet. But, you know, I was watching thinking Louis Uthazen might finally close the deal and he shot one over on the final round. So, again, uh, it, it, his quest for second major didn't didn't happen for him. And, it, you know, at the beginning of the season, I said Jordan Spieth might have a chance this year to, to get back in the hunt in these major championships and he finished two away. So I think Jordan Spieth is now getting close enough where he's going to be relevant in major championships on a, you know, on a regular basis. Guys, remember last year when we watched the the PGA Championship? That was the one in California, and there was no fans out there. And uh, Dustin Johnson had the lead going into the final day, and Colin Marikawa and um, was it the Cameron Champ of the Young Guns at the time, and and went out and made a great showing. And I remember we talked to us. And I said, I don't think Colin Marikawa is the kind of player that's going to be like a a one hit wonder. I said, I think this kid's game is going to translate to future success, and. I didn't necessarily mean I think he's going to start winning a major every single summer, but here it is. It's two summers in a row and this kid's uh, got some hardware. And again, I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched some here and there, you know, short stretches of the time. And I, from what I understand that this kid putted very well this weekend, and that's usually not the strong part of his game. The iron, his iron plays is his strong suit. And they just said he was, he was, he was doing it with the flat stick this week. So, hey, there we go. Four four majors in the book for 2021. Congratulations, Mark Holla, two and two years in a row for the young American. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, Roy McElroy, by the way, finished even. So he was 15 strokes behind the leader. Oh. So, so yeah, we were just wrong, 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 wrong <laughs> um, with him. But, yeah, um, Morikawa. I saw, like I said, I saw little bits and pieces of the um, final drawing between um, um, Louis and Susan. And, yeah, Louis just key Louis, Louis. Uh, he's there yeah. seemingly in every major. Yeah, right, right. He's But, hey, that, that's hats off to him. It's one It's one of those beautiful things about golf is that even though, you like, being in contention week after week after week and just being consistent, Louis, he's going to be there. Colin Marikawa, um, as Scotty um, spoke of, and I remember um, him speaking of um, that last year, and like he's coming, he's coming to form. He's coming to form. I see him at some at some point in time, very soon, being the number one player in the world. I do see that yeah. in him. Mm-hmm. That could happen. He's only twenty four. He's twenty four right. years old. Still young. Still um, plenty of time. He got plenty of time. So yeah, and Jordan Spieth did his thing. Brooks Kepka was up there in the top ten. It, I mean, yeah, he shot five it, under on Sunday. He was, the, he was, uh, I think, the best score, at least amongst uh, the guys at the top of the leaderboard there last day. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, always going to be a factor, too. He's always going to be a factor. So, the, um, all we just need, um, the um, um, British Open to do is to start later so we can watch it more because I'm not, not waking up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning to watch golf. Does that, <laughs> no, I, that's a little tough. Tank, tank but, what happened. But speaking of Kepka, did you see him once again throwing shade at Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so DeChambeau goes out after the first round and says, 
I hate my driver. And that made his sponsors crazy. They're so mad. And it, it looks like he, I mean, he had a bad day. Actually, I think he was like right around even par one. It wasn't like a terrible day, but he was unhappy. And then uh, I think the next day, Kepka had a good day out there. They asked him how he felt. He said, oh, I love my driver. So uh, again, that little, those little digs between those guys continue to go on. It seems like Kepka just ain't going to leave this alone with this, the Shambo situation. You know what? Let's go ahead and get these guys in like the the match. The, was it the match play that they recently had with um with Brady and Rogers and um yeah Mickelson and Phil and, and, yeah. and, and Phil. Let's just go ahead and get the. Let, we want to see that because as Mike Greenberg said, nothing is more golf than two guys named <laughs> named named Brooks and Bryson fighting. <laughs> oh my God! Quote of the year from ESPN. Very own Mike Greenberg. Yeah, from uh, from Greeny. Yeah, that is ultra funny. So, Greeny for the win. Yeah. Um, and there was a yeah, and there was another interview. Um, they because they they're constantly interviewing um DeChambeau and Kepka about this, and DeChambeau was like, yeah, I'll play. I'll um be I'll be fine matched up with them, and shoot, I'm here for it. And Kepka said, oh hell no. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, no, I don't want. I don't this. I, I just I don't want it. He's like it's not even necessary. But um, and don't worry about don't worry about Scotty D. I'll find another pepper point because Lord Jesus, there you go stealing again. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> yes, that was gonna be one of my pepper points about um DeChambeau getting mad at his driver. Man, it's it's hilarious. You well, you can still really- talk about it. Nobody was listening to us right there anyway. You can still talk about it. <laughs> oh man, but no, it, it's it's hilarious and. Honestly, it's got me watching golf more. I do, I do like golf. I, I, I I'm always good. I'm, I'm always here for a good story. This is funny. This is hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I'd actually pay money to see them too, and like in a match. Um, and yeah, and some, some, yeah, and do something for charity, and just talk trash the whole time. Every hole just. <laughs> But just well, but but just but just don't hit each other. Them two big boys hit each other. Man, I don't want to see it to get the violence. Just straight cash money talk. All right. And speak of uh something that might have us do the cash money talk. You know, around this time every year, the NFL and uh certain networks and executives and everything and GMs and all that and associates, uh, they do a top 10 list of every position. All right. So last week I was able to snag a list. You may have seen my video on um our sports sports podcast YouTube channel. Check it out uh, on sports me as well, too. Uh, shout out to the Sportsman team. Um, the top 10 QB list goes as follows, all right? Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, three. Uh, Russell Wilson, four. Josh Allen, round out of top five. Matthew Stafford at six. Dak Prescott, seven. Lamar Jackson, eight. Justin Herbert, at nine. And Kyler Murray at 10. What say you, bros? Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? Do people need to switch places? Uh, what's going on? Let me know something. Um, number one, number two, number three, I think they got it right. The rest of this list is hot garbage. Not the players, but just the order. I don't know why Russell Wilson is as high as he is. I mean, I, did, what what have you done for me lately? I'll get, here's the thing. I'll give Tom Brady the number three spot because he won the Super Bowl. He still has. He's still talented. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I like. It's one of those things where do I think he's um the third best quarterback talent wise in the league right now? No, I don't. But 
his production. Hey, shoot, you know what? I'm okay with it. But um, some somebody somebody help me out. What's up? Matt Stafford at number six. Like it is, so they, it and I I don't know. The, Deshaun maybe. Watson on there? Did you say Deshaun Watson's name on there? You see, can you can you let me? I was getting there. I was gonna get all, there. All words lead to Dabo, but you gotta you take see, a shortcut sometimes. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you, I'm, you I'm looking for the list and I don't see it. I was asking for my own personal reference. Exactly. Do, do your thing, be live. Go ahead. Don't let me interrupt you. Go ahead. Matt Stafford, number six. That's trash. Anyway. Um, I give I give Justin Herbert a little bit of respect. Russell Wilson shouldn't be number four. I think I think Josh Allen at the end of the day. I think he I switched him around. I put Russell Wilson probably seventh or eighth. I put um Lamar Jackson at five. I'll give Kyler Murray some love at six. I will. You know what? I could switch around a little bit here because Deshaun Watson again not being on this list is a travesty. No matter what the dude is is done off the field, which I'm 100% still behind his innocence. I said it because it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But it, the, it, it he is what it is. We're not going to go in that. I'm going into that. But that's the reason why he's not on the list is because of off-field issues because he's still – I still think he's, I mean, top five quarterback in the league. But, yeah, I, I – and I don't know. Josh Allen, rising star. Justin Herbert, I think he's going. He's going to be doing good. I think Lamar Jackson's going to shock a lot of people this year. I, I, they, they keep, they keep wanting to. I mean, he was the league MVP two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. That's and it, so, so um, maybe they're just saying that at the quarterback position because he's a hybrid player, but that's still the quarterback position. I mean, he's dual threat. That's still a quarterback. He's still a quarterback, and he's electrifying. He he's Michael Vick um, reincarnated. Like he's not as good as Michael Vick, but he's very, very, very close, very close. Scotty D, so, I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, be like, oh, Scotty D, what say you about this year top ten list, man? Um, what do who do you think could be moved around? Who don't need to be on here? And what do you what was what would the money man do? Well, I I I think I agree with the top four or five. I I think I think the the list is shook up this year because. You ordinarily might be looking at Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers as part of that group, and all those vacuumed out of there. So being replaced with rookies, Carson Wentz moving to a new team. You, you know, he wouldn't have been on it the last couple of years. We don't okay, know how good it's going to be. For, no, 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 no. I mean, he's I'll, he's been down in the low twenties, obviously the last. I'm about to say, why is he even getting a mention? That's, yeah. a, no, I'm just, I'm just throwing out how the quarterback situation is kind of right. fluid in the NFL right now. Um, and uh, I, I, if, uh, I didn't, again, I'm not looking at the list, but I think Matt Ryan's name didn't come up and he's in the past been an MVP and he's not, he's not on that list. Uh, I wonder what Trey Duke's thinking with Dak Prescott <laughs> being in the top 10, you know, <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think, you know, I think with uh, some like I get and some of these guys moving on, maybe he 
moved up as a, just a guy that's been a starter for a while. You know, Chicago's got a crazy quarterback situation. The Rams getting Stafford and sending their starter to Detroit. Now Detroit's got a crazy quarterback situation. New England's got a crazy quarterback situation. You know, the Jets have a rookie. Jacksonville's got a rookie. It's it's just right now those are probably like the ten most stable position wise quarterbacks. Not necessarily the best this just might not be like the golden year for quarterbacks in the nfl is kind of a transition year so to speak but um i i think i like the top five the way it is pretty much uh i i i do have a uh, you know i'm i'm big on josh allen of buffalo i think he's a definitely the arrows pointing up for that kid and um i hope i hope next year we're saying number two and three that's where dak belongs because the cowboys have just won the super bowl but uh, we got he's on a prove it year too, coming off that ankle injury. He's got a bounce back year and a giant contract to go with it. So uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching Hard Knocks on HBO featuring your Dallas Cowboys, America's team coming up here next month. No, no training camp progress. Stop that your team, America's team, America's team, your Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. And, with the, and with that being said, Scotty, I made an official executive decision. Um, Scotty D will be here every week. With a report of the Hard Knocks featuring the Dallas Cowboys. You oh, know no, it. No, no, see, hold, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, I, I did not agree to that. Oh, why? Why do we need that? We we don't need weekly reminders of the Dallas Cowboys. We need weekly reminders of Dabble Sweeney. That that's 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 the thing. We get Cowboys, that anyway. We get that. Anyway. I know because because it's always it's something good. And when you when you speak of rookies in Jacksonville, you speak of the rookie when it comes yeah. to my man Trevor Lawrence, and then another great rookie when it comes to my boy Etn Travis Etn. Let's go, baby! All roads lead to Dabble. Now we could talk about Dabble Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers every single week. We do. We're not going to forget about your uncle Dabo, but America's team's got their own <laughs> show come up here next month. So Jeez. we're all, we're all looking forward to it. The country is is ready to ready to move on to that. Is is it done? Is it done? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about something. Let's move on. Is it done? Speaking of moving on, speaking of a, a, a topic that we like every week, fellas, guess what time it is? What time is it, Eddie Cool? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It is time for our favorite portion of the show, the Choices of the Voices section. And with that being said, hey, yo, button. No button. Hit it. it. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. Yes, sir. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Well, you heard the woman, and it's time once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. Man, you know how we do it over here. Scotty D asks the questions, and the listeners give the answers. We give our answers, and we have some good old, clean-hearted, kind, fun. Whatever I said don't make no sense, but you get what I mean. But once again, Miss Button, she ain't got to never lie about it. It's been 116 plus episodes. She has no, no rhyme or reason to lie about our favorite portion of the choices of the voices. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's choices of the voices? Well, I'm getting excited for the Olympics. So last week I asked our listeners to cite some of their favorite memorable Olympic moments of the Summer Olympics in years past. And we did get a couple uh, very interesting and fun replies here, Eddie Cole, if you're looking at what I'm looking at. I got a, got a few replies here. Um, this week, uh, we had a personal request for Trey Dizzle, but um, 
Trey Dizzle has he's in the Facebook pokey as of right now. <laughs> he is he is out. He said something that actually wasn't even that bad, but you know how the uh, Zuckerberg mafia is right now with everybody. And Matty Ice, once again, suffering the same fate. Matt, Matty Ice just can't stay out of trouble on Facebook. In real life, Matty Ice is, like, never in trouble. On Facebook, he's, like, public enemy number one to to the, the Facebook police. So, anyway, so let's let's talk about what we did get here, Eddie Cool. They're in that dadgum Facebook pokey. All right, here we go. We got the Hall of Famer, Uncle Max, who Scotty D saw this past weekend. He says, I remember listening to the radio when Jesse Owens won four gold medals in track to embarrass the third Reich. Now, this one was for you, B-Live. He, he actually <laughs> put this one up on his team because I believe those Olympics were in, what, the 30s? Yes, <laughs> in 1936. <laughs> So Uncle Max <laughs> obviously was not sitting around listening to that. Either. That that was that one was for you, B Live. He told me uh he he loves putting it on a tee for you and let you swing away from time to time. So that was a that was a that was a that was a great answer there, Uncle Max. We greatly appreciate that one. Oh, yeah. Our resident historian <laughs> with, with jabs of his own, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, but Jesse Owens still was a big is a, a great Olympic story. So I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow All right. It. <laughs> All right. So that's Jesse Owens winning against Jimmy the Third Reich. Um, I was like, what is the Third Reich? And just, I just so happened to be, I binge watched <laughs> an episode, um, a series on Netflix called How to Be a Tyrant. Yeah. If you're into Netflix and learning about, you know, the, um, the exploits Hit- of um, Hitler, of, of Hitler, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, <laughs> Stalin, um, those cats in Korea. I don't know who is who, but that, that's a very interesting watch. You, you'll learn a lot, but just don't turn into a tyrant. All right. I please just, just don't do it because it winds up being ugly for some people. All right. So here we go. We got the best name in the game, Jojo Comfort. He says in 1988 in Seoul, Flojo took the gold in the 100 and 200 meters. If I recall correctly, she set the world records in both races that still stand to this day. Flojo making it do what it do. Yeah, she became like a national celebrity back around that time. And I think, um, ironically enough, and we'll get more into this uh, as this segment goes along, she was being looked at as under suspicion for human growth hormone, you know, performance enhancers. And I think she she faced that down and came up clean. But she was a stellar athlete and um, gone way too soon. Oh, entirely too soon, man. There's a whole generation that don't know about um about Flojo. Um, I think there's going to be a biopic coming up pretty soon. And Tiffany Haddish has been tagged, has been pegged to uh, play the role of Florence Griffith Joyner. Can't wait for that. All right. Uh, let's see who we got next. We got Dave Romito. He said Ben Johnson. That's the dude from Canada, right? Yeah, that was the one that in that same Olympics, he's the one that beat Carl Lewis in the 100 meter dash and uh, 100 yard dash, whatever. And uh later had his gold medal taken taken away for testing positive for performance enhancers yep this just hey man this is that's what happens man hey you, 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 you get pop give us the medals give us the medals all right jr he says vince carter and that dunk over that seven foot guy <laughs> the french guy what's his name frederick weiss i don't know but the Fred picture Fred. Uh, that uh be live put up shows that i mean he forever posterized that guy that was fantastic and yeah, Frederick, Frederick Weiss. Weiss, um, yes. 
Yes. Um, they don't have the W sound. We're the only ones that have a W sound Fidget in the Vice. world. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Um, JR, excellent freaking answer because immortalized that right there. I think that took Vince Carter from being a U.S. star to being a worldwide phenomenon. Like, <laughs> just, just, because I, I went back and I actually watched the video like a real time when he did that. And just to hear the crowd's reaction. And then when they replayed it again, they're, they're, they're still playing. Like, they were, um, I think it was a timeout after that. And then you could still, they were replaying it um, on the screen um, in the arena. And you could hear the crowd's reaction again. They they were they were struck. They were like, "Did that just happen? Where? where, where how? What? Yeah. I mean, he he cleared them in real like <laughs> you you see you see this in dunk competitions where it's planned and you put somebody yeah. in place, but he cleared a seven foot <laughs> guy. Does you know, this all the man Frederick Vice. I'm so oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Just look at that picture, how far away he is from the rim still, and he's still like elevating as he's going up and he's his crotch is sailing over that guy's head. I mean, that was <laughs> that, that was one of those ones that I, I, I don't remember where those Olympics were. I, I feel like maybe that was the Sydney Olympics, yes, that was yeah, I yes. think it might have been. And they again, that wasn't in you know conducive to our time frame, so it was one of those ones I didn't. Watch that game live. I, I saw the next day when you know how the Olympics always have like their their recap shows and show you events of the the previous night. And I remember watching that thing. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's insane. That's that's Vin Sanity is what that was. But exactly, yep, Vin Sanity at its height. Uh, if you notice in that same picture, fellas, uh, Vince was growing his hair out. Vince had a had a full fledged TWA, had a baby teeny weeny afro going on. <laughs> I mean, because because you know, and ever since then, Vince, you know, cut his hair bald. You know, had a had a had a ball cut, but I don't know, man. Something about that afro, something about that magic of a teeny weeny afro, and uh, <laughs> poor Frederick Vice, poor fella. <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, does anybody know what happened to Frederick Vice? Don't think so. No, don't have have no idea. <laughs> Never to have been seen again. Yeah, that man's been on, that man's been on a milk carton for the past twenty years. Have you seen me? And uh-uh, we've seen you on the highlights on YouTube. But other than that, recently, nah, we ain't seen you, player. All right, Amanda Dalton, she's back again. Hey, Amanda, how you doing, classmate of mine? She said mine will be the nineteen ninety six Olympics with Kerry Shrug and the vault that led to gold. Yes, that was a good one. I think Scotty D was that a picture on the um, choice of the voices for this week. Yeah, and and she was well. I forget what she she sprained her ankle or something in, during that competition and was competing injured. And then um, the old coach, uh, oh, his name is escaping me. Bella Caroli. Bella Caroli. That's it. Yeah, he, yep, he carried Bella her Caroli. around there. So uh, yes, yeah, so I had that picture, and I had a picture of Muhammad Ali up from the lighting the torch at the '96 Olympics in Atlanta, and then had a picture of the dream team. With Michael Jordan and Pippen and Tri- Clyde Drexler in that picture, that was from the '92 Olympics in Seoul. Just some of the more memorable uh, Olympics of my lifetime, anyway. You, you remember when Michael Jordan did this? Yeah, the <laughs> cover was they was covering Reebok. Is that what it was? I think. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, he was a Nike dude. He was like, I'm just gonna go ahead. Yeah, and use it. He, he used the flag, right? Was the flag he used? Yeah, there's a couple of the guys that did that, I believe. But yeah. <laughs> Yep, oh Michael. Yeah, uh, Michael Jordan. Scotty D, did I get did I get all the choices of the voices? Did I miss anybody? 
I think you got all the ones that I can see. If we skipped anybody, all apologies, but I believe that we got everybody who, who uh, racked it up. I, I kind of put this up at a weird time of day. I think I did it like through the night this past weekend. It may not have caught everybody's eye. And again, half of our, our listeners are in Facebook jail. So <laughs> there's, there's that. Up, they won't let me out. No, they won't let me out. <laughs> oh, man. It's one, it's one of those things where I, they, maybe they're taking this penalty box thing that we do a little bit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, 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 over here's a running joke, but uh Mark Zuckerberg's like, no, nah, we for real with this play. We for real with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with that being said, uh be live. What's your um favorite moment of the Olympics? I ha- I have a couple, but in, and I've also noticed a trend. So I got I gotta root for US of A, but my, I'm so I'm I'm gonna say my US moment and then my favorite moment. My U.S. moment, Michael Phelps. Come on, this dude. I mean, he is a he's a shark in that water, and just to see him dominate over and over and over and over again, and then come to the wonderful state of South Carolina and light him a good one. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, that that's funny to me. He went. Um, I he was at, he was in Columbia. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, Michael Phelps, USA man, as many all the gold, definitely. But my all-time favorite moment, though, it's just I and I mentioned it last week too. Usain Bolt is just stupid fast. Doesn't even, it doesn't even make any sense how fast that dude is. Like, I, is he competing in this year's Olympics? Or I, I, I don't know because he, he's got to be up in age at this point in time. So I, I think he's not. I think he. I don't think he is. I don't think he's competing any longer. But I, I may be wrong. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. Um, I need like a Tony Reality to to fact check me. But yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent. But I think he's. I don't think he is. Gotcha. Yep. But, Tom, uh, he, he's doing Subway commercials. Him and Tom Brady and Steph Curry and <laughs> yeah, Subway commercials. That's what so, we are now. Subway commercials. Yeah. That. Um. Michael Phelps, U.S. U.S. of A. I that that I'm I'm the one thing I'll say: swimming and track and field. They're just fast races. They're like it's one of those things under a minute for like most um, most of your um, swimming races. The relays are something I like to watch because in a minute it's over with, mm-hmm. and, and especially the hundred meter dash in um, track and field. That's 11 seconds. So all this hype, all this buildup, to have eight, nine guys on the line, pow, one 1,000, two 1,000, 10 1,000, the race is over with. So th- there's so much hype behind it. So that, and for you saying both to do it in 9.58 seconds, is just ridiculous. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think the next closest is like 9.79 by anybody else. Like, so it's, it's yeah, there you go. Scotty D, what, um, Eddie Cool, whoever, I don't know. Somebody take this over. <laughs> Scotty D, I, I, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Scotty D, what you got, man? Well, I, I, I'm going to kind of reference a couple that have already been mentioned, and I agree with the Michael Phelps one because I, I think it was the 2008 Olympics um, that where, when I was at overtime, the, the sports bar that I we were all familiar with here on the show, but 
you know, when you when you're at a, in a sports bar that's full of people, there's nothing like that kind of excitement. When everybody's watching the same event, whether it's the Super Bowl or March Madness, what have you. But usually, you have people rooting for different things. And I remember when Michael Phelps was going for that gold. That that I think he was trying to get eight in one year and break Mark Spitz's record. And we had a, a a full house there for the summertime that were all rooting for him. And the whole place was cheering when, when they, they showed the score on the, you know, the, the times on the scoreboard that he had done it. And so that was, that was a very, very exciting, cool moment. And um, the getting back to the Ben Jones and Carl Lewis thing, I can remember as a teenager in 1988 watching them get ready to go against one another. Carl Lewis had been the gold standard of, of sprinting here for the United States. And when he got in there and it was like him versus Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson had beaten him a couple of times in, in uh, other events, you know, never faced each other in the Olympics. And I can remember there was a thing where Carl Lewis had, was, was suspicious that something was going on because other, other guys were sort of catching up to him in his, in his prime. And Ben Johnson takes off and, and, it wasn't even that close of a race and him putting his hand and fist in the air. And I'm thinking, man, that was incredible how fast that was only to find out just days later that uh, Ben Johnson had in fact cheated. And also in that same Olympics, the 1988 Seoul Olympics, um, all, again, I was in high school and I can remember being at a friend's house watching Roy Jones Jr. box and getting robbed blatantly oh. of a gold medal and then, and the announcer saying something is rotten in Seoul, South Korea here tonight, folks, because Roy Jones Jr. didn't get his it, it, it was it was a travesty that he had easily, easily won a, won his fight for the gold medal and, and didn't receive the his just due. So there's a, there, I mean, there's there's a lot you could go on. I'm just but I'm, I'm trying to limit my answers to things I can specifically remember watching. I mean, we all remember the era of the dream team, you know, leading up to and getting into the Olympics, but not nothing really stands out to me as specific memories about that because they were just blowing everybody away. Yep. There was, no, you know, there wasn't like a, a memorable moment like we had in the NBA finals that we talked about earlier. You know, this is just, these guys were just knocking everybody out of the park. Like the memorable stuff you were hearing about stuff going off the court, Charles Barkley messing with people. And, you know, again, Jordan with the, with the draping the flag. And so, but as far as like some events I can specifically remember, those are the, those are a couple that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Eddie, cool. What do you got here, buddy? Uh, let's see. I got, I'm, I'm with B-Live. Usain Bolt just running all up and down. Just, just running past, through, beside, over, and around everybody. Like, to sit there and watch a man be so <laughs> fast to cover a short amount of distance in a extremely short amount of time. Was, Insane. Was, was was breathtaking. It was captivating. I would sit there many nights, yeah. and I was like, "Is it? Is it really human lip What do they do down there in Jamaica? Well, what is his diet like? What is going on? Okay, he tall, he slender. His last name is Bolt. This is this is just. It was just <laughs> the right. perfect name. Yeah, right. perfect name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like he he, he could have been Johnny Smith. Well, I had old fans, Johnny Smith, but it's like yo, Usain Bolt. Like Usain is stronger than Bolt. Like he was like this. This man is just incredibly fast, and I would just sit there and I would just watch, just just look at him like this. He fast. He fast for no reason. Fast. I, like I'm <laughs> saying, I don't know what his training regiment was in Jamaica. I don't know if he got in contact with a cool runners team and they made things happen <laughs> with the Jamaican bobsled team. He was just ridiculously fast. And then as B Live mentioned, you know, before he took his uh, trip to Columbia and got high, 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 
Michael Phelps, a, a, another joker, a, a, a human fish. He's just swimming, swimming, swimming over, through, around, up and down everybody, collecting gold medals. Just watching two dominant athletes in the, the summer games, Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, just doing what they do. Those are some of my favorite memories. And yeah, you got Vince Carter just, <laughs> just, just, just doing what he did all against poor Frederick Vice. And thing about it is, I, th- what, I think is it every four summers, um, Frederick Vice is trending. He might be trending this year too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, he, he might he might be trending. If anybody know what, uh, what he's doing, uh, let us know in the comment section. And um, <laughs> yeah, because we'll have him on the show. Uh, who who knows, man? He you know he might have to get a translator, but with Zoom, we'll anything is possible. We we just might have Frederick Vice <laughs> on the show. All right, shout out to Uncle Max, Joe Comfort, Dave Romito, Jr., and Amanda for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? All right, well, we're going to stick one more week into this Olympic theme, and then we'll move on to uh, cereals or cookies or something else. But uh, one more time, we're going to do an Olympic topic and just, again, stick into the Summer Olympics and ask, Who's your favorite Olympian that you've ever watched compete? Favorite Summer Olympics Olympian. And we'll, that will give us something to talk about next week. They're already cool. Yep. Favorite Olympians. you got a long list to choose from, but hey, choose from them. Name them all if you want to. We don't care. I don't know. Slow down. Because if you say if you say that, JR going to have 15 answers next week. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like you had like, the, the little ugly dudes. Tyrone Hill, Sam Cassell, uh, and yeah, Antonio <laughs> Davis. I'm like, we just we just said one. You gave us like <laughs> Robert Parrish with his tough looking self in the face. I, 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 but Kevin then McHale. again, I, 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 I was guilty. I, I had eight. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, I, by the way, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he just have a birthday? Should we give a happy belated to? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He is 39, going on 50. All yeah. right. Happy birthday, JR. <laughs> and somebody, AARP, and what's the guy named Hector Rodriguez called him or something like that? Something? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. I called him on his birthday and it went to voicemail, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Um, I, I, off, the, off the dome, I was like, um, yes, um, I'm calling on behalf of AARP. I'm an agent with them. My name is um, Hector Rodriguez, and uh, I wanted to um, discuss your options with our with our company, <laughs> <laughs> and I just at that point in time I busted out laughing. <laughs> but yeah, old man Jr. speaks. Love ya, bruh. And yes, and for those that are watching on on YouTube, after you saw all of my gray, I immediately went to the restroom and yeah, because it was getting out of control. But it's like little, yeah, it's it's, I know it's coming back. I didn't. I, I don't mind it coming back, but it was out of control. It was just it's gonna everywhere. Come back. <laughs> so. I'm, at the, I'm at the point now. I'm just going to embrace the gray years of wisdom that I bestow upon these young bucks, man. Because I, I, I got to talk to the young. I got to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just status. and just um a quick note. Usain Usain Bolt did retire in 2017 oh. after um, the London World Championships. He pulled a hamstring during that competition. So, pow! And then he was like, yep, I'll do it. Um, I'm good. Trust me. Got to stretch, Usain. Got to stretch. <laughs> like, I didn't stretch <laughs> when I was running on the beach. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> I was not moving nowhere near as fast as Usain Bolt, by the way. Boy. 
yeah, yeah. You, you, Usain Bolt is like, hey man, I need. Wh- what was the Sports Center commercial where he clocked in and clocked out like real quick? Hey, I'm going to work. <laughs> Clock. All right, I'm going yeah. home. Like, yeah. That that is nuts. <laughs> that is crazy. Tune in next week for another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Boom, 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 just imagine this is a torch even though it's a brush it's a torch all right y'all see y'all next week for the choices of the voices okay boys let's bring it home with a round of pepper well you heard the woman it's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here but before we get up out of here and before scotty d Dominates the cats at Mayday Golf and Putt Putt <laughs> and the Hawaiian Rumble Putt Putt Golf Course in North Myrtle Beach. We're going to give you a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of sort of not really. We're here to engage, enlighten, and entertain for you. And with that being said, I'll go first. All right. On this day in history, back in 1858, the first fee ever was charged to see a professional baseball game fellas you had any idea how much it cost to get in the baseball game back in 1858 i'd like to know uh, a nickel no <laughs> 50 cents oh. yep 50 I, feel, cents. I feel like that's just, i feel like that's expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i would have to ask uncle max <laughs> oh wow wow you were sitting on that one. <laughs> no, this is what happened. Wow. When A cool said, he said back in 18, he said back in 1858, the first thing that popped up in my head is that Uncle Max was born. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uncle Max is all love over here. It's all love over here. No, Scott it's mostly love, it. not all love. Scott started it. Scott started. <laughs> you started with your uh with your um choice of the voices answer. So <laughs> can I go now? Now that you're done showing your <laughs> arrogance to our to our elder. Oh, we got some here. more arrogance. Be live with the arrogance promos oh. So so arrogant towards I'll, our I'll, older audience. I'll I'll Rick Martell. Yeah. Um on that day in history, the first ever <laughs> fee was charged. It was 50 cents to get into the game. And um New York Beach, Brooklyn, 22 to 18. Was it a baseball game or a football game? I don't know. Wow. Yeah, over to you, Scotty D. All right, I want to give a little love, a little shout-out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who was named the All-Star Game MVP last week at 822. He was the youngest ever. I uh, had also a good showing in uh, the – the home run derby coming up short against Pete Alonzo of the Mets who won that one. And uh, he was also the first blue Jay to win the all-star game MVP. Now that we got that out of the way, it's time to start uh, concentrating on our series home stretch of baseball. Now we, we got, well, actually we got the trade deadline coming up here in a couple of weeks, but Vlad jr. Is a guy that I'm rooting for me. I like this kid. So congratulations to him on all-star game MVP be live over to you. Vladdy, oh, he bro. a bad man, just like his daddy. Pete Alonzo was ridiculous during the home run um, derby, though. Ridiculous with it. Two times. Um, thir- 35 home runs in the first round, by the way. Wow. That was crazy. Um, we spoke of it earlier. Scotty D tried to spoil it. But you know what? I, I, I'm a pepper it anyway. Because what I think is funnier, not what Bryson D. Chambeau said about his driver, that it sucks. 
and he really was just talking about his his like he he couldn't hit it down the center, and he said the driver sucks. It just wasn't doing what he wanted it to do, whatever. But he he was angry in the heat of the moment. But the person that was really got his um panties in a wad was um. <laughs> Um, was Ben Showman. He's um, he's the tour operations manager for Cobra Golf that um, <laughs> that um, um makes the driver, I do believe. And he said it's just really, really painful when he says something that stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he he speaks of DeChambeau. He's like he has never really been happy ever. Like it's very rare when he's happy. I'm like, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Sauce. A little hot sauce. Uh, and then he also he continued. He said, I know if I it, that if I got him cornered right now and said, What the hell did you say that for? He would say that he was mad. <laughs> he really didn't mean to say it that harshly. He knows how much everyone bends over backwards for him, but it's still not cool. Wow. So <laughs> the comments afterwards. Um, and then of course, uh Jug Jug, Jab Jab, Brooks Captain come in like I love my driver. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. Eddie Cool. Bing. The ball. Bing. You hear that sound? That <laughs> sounds like some furniture moving. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like some furniture moving between DeChambeau and that guy. You furniture moving. Yeah, when, when you hear that, that means two grown folks are fighting some furniture moving. That means you get your butt out the way. All right. And with that being said, moving on to my second pepper point, uh, we talked about the what the third ranked quarterback according to the uh, NFL top ten list, uh, comprised by some uh, Dan Orlovsky and some executives and all them other cats. Um, Tom Edward Patrick Carl Michael Fitzgerald Brady the third, right? <laughs> Reports came out and said that um, he played last season that he won the Super Bowl with last season. He played with a torn MCL during the season, all right? Um, it was in his left knee, and he injured, injured it during his last season in New England, and it progressively, progressively got worse during his first season with Tampa Bay, all right? Now, Tampa Bay quarterback coach Todd, um, I'm sorry, Clyde Christian said he wasn't 100% last year. And then the day after the Super Bowl, the morning after, um, Brady told Christensen, he said, hey, I'm going to get my knee fixed up and I'm going to be better next year. And you're going to be excited about that. So you won a Super Bowl. You'll be 59 years old. You got drunk for the first time on TV in front of everybody. <laughs> the Super Bowl MVP, you're living life. And he threw for 40 touchdowns last year. And he threw for 40 touchdowns on a torn. On a bad wheel. On, on a bad wheel, the NFL is in trouble. That's all I got to say. The NFL is in trouble with Tom, Edward, Patrick, Carl Michael, Joshua, Fritz, Gerald, Brady the third. when he gets back at full uh, 100%. We in trouble. That's all I got to say. We in damn trouble. Over to you, Scott D. We're in trouble. Speaking of trouble, I'm going to mention my favorite Major League Baseball team, none other than the Pittsburgh Pirates, who had two – Players start in the All-Star game last week in Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds, two All-Stars, um, at least one of which will be wearing a different uniform here at the start of this next month. <laughs> anyway, so as usual, I'm watching the Buccos lose the other night, and they are down 
uh, six nothing, you know, as, as they often are, they're down six nothing on Saturday night. And lo and behold, I pull up the box score and they have won the game. They scored five runs in the bottom of the eighth. And I walk off Grand Slam in the bottom of the ninth to defeat the first place Mets in dramatic fashion. And all was right in the world. So much to the point that they carried the momentum into Sunday and scored six in the first inning, including a very strange play. But they put a six spot up in inning number one of the next game, only to lose that game seven to six. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Even Steven, baby. It all works out in the end. <laughs> Be live. Over to you. So who runs it down the so so who runs it down the leg the worst the Phoenix Suns or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Oh, I'm oh. telling you, man. Hey, we got a number one pit. We we drafted a catcher in the first round the other day and signed him already. So I can't wait for 2025. Be live over to you. He'll be ready tomorrow. Oh. Be live. I'm 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 crying. I'm crying because every, every time Scotty B talks about his Pittsburgh Pirates, I I hear the pain. I hear so yeah. much pain. Oh man! Speaking of pain, um, everybody is aware of the fact that Conor McGregor broke his leg in um the UFC fight last week. What we were not aware of, possibly, was that he had already suffered. He was suffering with multiple stress fractures in the leg, which could have led to it. Just say, you know what? I'm just going ahead and snap now because I'm already fractured. But yeah, according to um Conor McGregor. And said, he says, I was injured going into the fight. People asked me, when was the leg broke? At what time did the leg break? Ask Dana White. Ask uh. the UFC. Ask Dr. Davidson, the head doctor of the UFC. They knew I had stress fractures in my leg going into that cage. It was debated about pulling the thing out, which um, I believe he was talking about um, pulling the fight. Um, and, um, hmm. Sounds like um, some irresponsibility going on, and I guess because it's a big money fight, I I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know what goes under these contracts and how much money and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, hmm. yeah, all right. So we'll see what 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 stories. Boy, develop I don't know. I don't know. That, that's that guy talks a lot. I I, I really want to hear more about that in the future. Oh, so I'll, I'll see if I can um update um update our listeners and our viewers. Uh, I'll yeah. follow I'll follow up on that story. To Any be continued cool. from that story. Yeah, yeah, the ball. Yeah, because we know Conor McGregor shoots that mouth. All right, and third and final paper point. You remember um earlier in the year we talked about Drew Robinson. Drew Robinson was a baseball player who had a um, bout with mental health last year where he tried to commit suicide and it didn't go through his plan. But in the end result. He wound up losing his eye. I forgot which eye it was, but he wound up losing an eye only for him to return to the uh, minor league baseball level. And um, his first few games, he got a couple hits and one of them wound up being a home run. Yeah, wound up being a home run. Um, I guess he had a pretty decent season, but I guess Drew Robinson said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and hang it up. And guess what? The San Francisco Giants, they offered him a job in the front yeah, man. office. Yes, they offered Drew Robinson a job in the front office, and he had to talk about that. He said, I could be more excited to remain in the game that saved my life, which he wrote on a very long Instagram post, so we'll check it out if you got some time. Uh, he goes on to say, while I'm proud of my progress, growth is a continuous journey. 
For the Giants to believe I can help other players address their emotional well-being more comfortably and gain insight from my lessons learned is truly humbling. This just goes to show that we need more mental health advocates out there in every sport. And hopefully, Drew Robinson's addition to the San Francisco Giants, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Uncle Max's San Francisco Giants, who playing some pretty good baseball, will be the catalyst, will be the starting point, uh, not only in Major League Baseball, but other sports across the, um, across the, you know, other sports, other sports, just other sports in general, all right? Over to you, Scotty D. Excellent. Always, always bringing that mental health to, uh, to the forefront, Eddie Cool. Thank you. All right, we had a, a comeback here in the UFC this past weekend. There was a full card on Saturday night, and Misha Tate had not fought in, uh, since, I believe, 2016, and she made her comeback out of retirement, and she defeated Marion Renault in a third-round knockout. She looked really good, I thought, doing it. She was uh, dominant on the ground, uh, did pretty well on her feet. Uh, Renault retired after the fight. She was a uh, 12th ranked and she was uh, very gracious in defeat, but it's nice to have cupcake back. I listen to Misha Tate often on uh Sirius XM radio and, uh, you know, she's a former victim of Ronda Rousey and former champion, but it's nice to see Misha Tate back in the mix. And she says, I'm not here just to win a fight. I'm here to win a title. So I look forward to seeing what Misha cupcake Tate brings to the table in the UFC in the future. Be live over to you. I'm going for a dip in the ocean. All right. Um, with that being said, um, my third and final pepper point. Um, if you remember, I am not an advocate of the 12-team college football playoff expansion situation. And I've been very advocate about that. And I said the only way I would accept a 12-team college football playoff is if they allowed the champions of all 10 Division I school conferences and then two wild cards. Well, the NCAA and their president, they're starting to see the tides have turned when it comes to the, the realm of college sports altogether. And they, um, Mark Emmert, the president, said, the time is right to consider a decentralized and deregulated version of college sports, shifting powers to conferences and campuses, and reconsidering how schools are aligned. It's about time. We've all said that the NCAA does nothing, but they do, especially when it comes to college football, but just get in the way. And now it's, it's the writing's on the wall. And so... I'm very curious to see what steps are taken. And part of part of um, this is the NCAA's presence in college football altogether. They're making a big push to where NCAA is not even involved in football at all. They're, they're, they are its own entity when it comes to the conferences and the um, college football playoff and their committee and everything like that. that they don't need the NCAA. Um, they've got it well handled. So, Mark Emmert, um, thanks for nothing, and um, keep 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 it moving. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, we need to deregulate this dude. Uh, hey, man, you um you you a day late and about thirty dollars short, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, you... it's it's like I I've I've been scratch scratching my head for the longest time, and if I'm not mistaken, 
I, th- I think he has a contract with them, NCAA. He's making $20 million a year to do what? Nothing. I swear. I, I can't, you know, while we're on this topic, I can't recall one thing that Mark Emmert has done to, 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 to solidify his legacy, but just be a mouthpiece. I still, I still remember when COVID-19 was get really, when everything was shutting down and everything like that, and we were starting to try to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And everybody is waiting on some type of word from the NCAA that's supposed to be the governing body of collegiate sports, waiting on them to have some type of plan for us to return to sports. Waiting, 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 crickets, waiting. And then the um, conference um. The um, conference presidents, um, commissioners, commissioners, they were like, this is what the SEC is going to do. This is what the ACC is going to do. Yeah. This is what the Big Ten, Big Big Ten said, nope, we're not playing football. Wait a minute, SEC and ACC are playing. Well, we're going to play football. We're going to play this. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be left out of the yeah. Pac-12 said, nope, we're not playing. Oh, shoot, but Big Ten now is but We're, we're going to play too. We're going to play too. <laughs> Man, but hey, but again, once at the end of the day, they came together, they put something, they formulated a plan between the conferences, and then the playoff put together, and we still had a good product. Yep, no, th- no thanks at all to the governing body of collegiate sports. You got to be kidding me. But yeah, I could talk about this all day and the ineptitude of Mark Emmert. I felt, I felt a little Stephen A. Smith this right there in the ineptitude. I don't know. But but, well, you, but, right but, you, but but you're right. It's an attitude. It's kind of like okay. Well, we need you to plan the party. All right, we'll be over here. We need you to plan the party. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> three Mississippi. Hey man, you know what? Um, uh, we gonna bring the chips. You gonna bring the ice. You gonna bring the cup. Don't you dare bring that nasty potato salad. You bring the chicken wings, and if I see you coming, and, and Mark Emmert is the guy that coming to, to come to the cookout with the nasty orange box Flanders hamburgers. All right, don't nobody. Oh, you're not needed here. Go ahead, just just whatever you're going to do. All right, but we really don't need you at this point. So, uh, Mark Emmert, what are you good for? Nothing. And ladies and gentlemen, with that means it's been another episode of the Sports Bowls Podcast and another round of Pepper Be Live. This is episode 117. As you can see, if you're watching on um on YouTube, the Money Man Scotty D, you can catch him at Hawaiian Rumble Golf Course, right across the street from um from one of them beach where it stops somewhere in uh, North Hornby, Beach, South Carolina, or Mayday Golf across from that big nice church and AutoZone in North Hornby Beach. I don't know where he's going, but he's gonna be playing some putt putt, some mini golf. Um, hopefully he can rectify his golf game because we had a conversation last week. <laughs> it bees that way sometimes. Be live. You got anything to say before we get up out of here? Um. Yeah. Um. Katie Ledecky. Did, um. I wanted to mention her. Um. Another shark in the water. Freaking. Go. Let's go USA. It's, it's almost Olympics time. It's. I'm I'm here for it. I'm gonna be like, this is gonna be the the time I watch NBC, Peacock, USA, all the channels. The most is right here for the Olympics, and yes, I'm I'm excited. Is there? All right, you can catch us on all the Sports Bros podcast related platforms. You can catch us on the Facebook like page, the Sports Bros, the Sports Bros podcast family group on Facebook. 
Also, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, we all over the place. You can catch my articles, of course, on the Key on Sports Media. And also, you can catch us on the Key on Sports Media, KOS Plus Podcast, Premium Network, 3 p.m. Wednesday. Yes, 3 p.m. Wednesday. Yes, you can check us out there. Let us know what you think about it. If you're a first-time listener, hey, how you doing? If you're a returning listener, we love you now more than ever. We greatly appreciate it. Um... My uh, my appearance on Night Bright Live TV, be live. It, it, what was it? Was it? It was, <laughs> it was. It was funny. It was funny. Be live was doing Stan the Germany. That's all I got to say. Everybody watch out for Stan the Germany. Make sure you're not mixing spam and spaghetti. Oh my bad. Um, I thought Alexa Bliss put a hex on me. But um, yes. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sterling, Mona Lisa, and Big Mike, and everybody that um, had a chance to check me out, do my thing on um, Night Bright Live TV. We are working to put on YouTube, but if you want the link and if you want to watch the raw, uncut version, let me know and I'll drop it in the, drop it in the description section. Uh, Be live. We got a chance to watch, get up out of here and watch some Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, John Cena's coming back. The Money in the Bank pay-per-view turned out to be pretty decent. Um, yeah, I- I- excited. We're no longer in the Thunderdome, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> We're no Man, longer. I, I want to say I do. I do want to mention that as well, just because shoot, we got a little bit of time and Scotty D then ran off. Mm. But man, <laughs> WWE creative right now has to be losing their mind Trick. because because the, the heels were getting so much love from the crowd, and I actually feel, I felt bad for like somebody the likes of Natalia and Tamina. They were booing Tamina, and she's supposed to be a face, and they. they AJ Styles, I think, got the most pop out of everybody, and he is a heel heel, <laughs> and he was getting all the love. They AJ Styles, like, oh, creator was like, wait a minute, hold on, this is not the way we wrote any of this. Stop it, stop. <laughs> oh man, it was, I man, it was, it was actually pretty cool to have the um crowd back, and it, and also to the um. You can be fans of both WWE and a um AEW. Yes, you, you be can. fans oh of both. God. Yes, you can. You, fan, you can. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be like it's. It's really two different products. I think they're both. I think it's good for wrestling. TNA just uh, TNA just had Slammiversary, right? Yep, they had Slammiversary, and uh, last weekend, I think Ring of Honor had Best in the World. What a time to be a wrestling fan! Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Man, oh man, just it was it it was money in the bank, WWE, good job. That men's money in the um, bank ladder match was phenomenal. Loved it. Eddie Cool, you probably haven't you haven't have you watched it yet? Yep, I'm at the I've been watching in parts. Uh, right now I'm okay. at the uh, midway through the uh, Roman Reigns and um Roman Reigns and Edge match. Yeah, I'm halfway okay. through that. Yeah. So yeah. you saw but you saw the um, men's ladder match. Oh, like, it was great. I mean Ricochet, man, yeah, that dude is ridiculous. I, and it, it just set off a this the way they closed out that Money in the Bank ladder match was it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. you just thought it was it was well put together. Big ending from off the ladder. That's and yeah. Biggie is Biggie is getting the push that he definitely deserves. So I'm excited for that. At this point. Biggie has nothing left to prove as a singles superstar. It is a matter of time. All right, so since we're here on this topic, as my cup almost spilled, I saw a video where somebody said 
that Big E needs to have a heel turn. Big E needs to ha has a lot to prove. This man was a is a multi-time tag team champion, an intercontinental champion, a former NXT champion, and for the past, I don't know, five, six years, has been a part of the three-man trio as the New Day, and they've been raking in money, merchandise money for the WWE, okay? And with him running through Sheamus on his way to the Intercontinental title, that was like, hey, he's here for real now. Then on top of that, for them to kind of sort of, you know, cease the New Day as a trio and for him to go on his own and do his own thing and then a turn right around and win money in the bank, Big E has nothing left to prove, all right? The record speaks for itself. Either you haven't been paying attention or you just don't give a damn. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It's one of those things that I see, yeah, I see him as a champion. I don't. I honestly, God, I, I'm. I think he's one of the. His personality doesn't. I don't think it ever needs to really change or be a heel to no. garner garner more of what he, like, needs, he needs. He needs to be taken serious. No one takes him serious. Who who is not taking this dude seriously? Who 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 is we? All right. Or, or, yeah, right. Or who are these people that do not take this man serious? Get, get out of here. Come on, man. Let's and like you said, be like that's why we need to sit back, watch the product, and be grateful for what we have now. We got people back in the stands. I was this close to buying tickets to the Cleveland show for SmackDown, but I found out be live. <laughs> Here's why I didn't do it. <laughs> oh boy. Half of the show is going to be in the uh, the Rocket Mortgage Field House. But the other half of the show, I'm gonna spend doing this right here. Looking at the screen, because it's gonna be at the Rolling Loud Fest in Miami. Be live. If I want to look at a screen, I'll stay mm -hmm. home and do that for free. Okay. I'll pay a cable bill and I'll do it for, re for a reason. Be live. Let's get up out of here. You ready to go? Let's get it, bro, bro. All right. With that being said, and then in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll appreciate it now more than ever. For the Money Man Scotty D, the Almighty Be Live, this is your boy Eddie Cool signing off. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Goodbye, good night, take care, y'all be good, love each other. <laughs> yes, sir. And I do not fall out of the chair. Y'all be good. <laughs> ah, whatever.